Let's talk about the unveiling of Stormzy's waxworks at Madame Two Swords. Let's also discuss the multiple shotgun murders in Plymouth. What about the new COVID cough detection app in development? And a whole lot more. This is Pablo from Hackney, and this is Pablo's podcast. Thank you for choosing Pablo's podcast today. Welcome. Beauty surrounds us, but usually we need to be walking in a garden to know it. Rumi. I like that one. I like that one. Okay, so episode 69, still here, sparking debate. And it's still August, and we're still waiting for the sun to consistently stay out. But we are not complaining. We are not complaining. It is, it is, it is all good. It is all good. There's, there's uh, weather systems in far, far places afield than, than England that are um, much more challenging than what we're having to do with. So let's not complain about that. Anyway, Stormzy. Stormzy has been in, unveiling his waxwork in Madame Two Swords. That must be an amazing feeling. Being, being the type of artist he is, a grime artist, the type of environment he's from, etc., to have your own wax work in your own image, you know, as a tourist attraction, you know, in the famous Madden Two Swords, that must be amazing for him and his family. So congratulations to Stormzy on that. Um, yeah, he's, he's dressed up in these... They, they moulded it from the... When he headlined the um, Glastons, Glastonbury festival in there where he wore a bulletproof vest um covered with the union jack flag um apparently that was designed by banksy i wonder that must be worth a few quid that must be worth a few quid but yeah iconic picture that was so yeah they used that that image to to build the build um the wax work on so yeah he's he's become a tourist attraction beautiful thing um, and also that that performance was uh, the first first black British solo artist to headline um, Glastonbury, which is a little known fact. Well, I, I didn't know, I didn't realise that, but yeah. So yeah, very iconic. So unfortunately, um, Dennis Thomas, um, one of the founding members of Cool in the Gang, died at age seventy. It apparently he died peacefully in his sleep in New Jersey on Saturday. Um, but yeah, he he was the, the the master of ceremony for their for their shows, and he's a the sax player, flutist, percussionist. Um, I think that they described him as the cool cat of the group. But yeah, so he he'll be sorely missed. Um, so yeah, thoughts thoughts out there for him and his family. But they, you know, that group brought a lot of life and continues to bring a lot of life and happiness to the world with their with their music. You know, cool and the gang got some classic hits and if you if you don't know um you know check out the back catalogue but yeah some really feel good music and some heartfelt help heartfelt love songs etc so yeah so um the one that sticks out to me is um celebration celebration time never gets old never gets old so um on the in regards to the covid side of things you know life seems to be getting back to normal somewhat and i'm just one of those that I really hope it just stays this way um and 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 doesn't deteriorate but they've now exploring um well they're not well they are they're asking for people to record their coughs 
um, to help improve detection. So basically, people want uh, the government wants people to record their cough and provide short um, voice and breathing sound samples, um, so they can develop an app uh, that will basically the algorithms would be able to detect um, COVID coughs. Um, you know, down to they're saying that they could get it down up to a hundred percent accuracy. So, pretty much, I suppose, how would that work? You then you'd probably just cough into the phone, like once the apps, once the apps created, you cough into the app, and they'll tell you if that coughs uh, a COVID cough or just an ordinary cough. Well, science, eh? I didn't. I, yeah, who who, who would have guessed it? It'd be interesting to see how accurate that really is, but they. Like I said, they seem quite confident. They're talking about 100% accuracy. So, yeah. Well, we'll see. Technology. Technology. Thankfully, um, over the past um, week, there hasn't been any reports of any youth violence um, resulting in youth death. So we're definitely thankful for that. Definitely thankful for that. However, in Plymouth, um, there's been a, a mass shooting Um Young man, uh, Jake Davison, 22, um, is just, it seems like he's been going through whatever he's been going through. Um, he had a gun license, which is, you know, to, to most 22-year-olds that I know, it would be, it's just a little bit odd. I mean, I, I've, I haven't heard, I know a bit more about gun licenses now that, that I had ever known before. Um I wouldn't say it's easy to get one, but it's just just the fact that anybody can have one. You know, bar you don't have a criminal record or there isn't any serious issues with you um, psychologically, etc. But um, but yeah, I just thought I was just kind of surprised that a 22 year old had a gun license. You know, um, and I'm sure that's something his parents would have supported him with at some stage. And you know, unless it, unless he's a sportsman you know, in the field of, I don't know, clay pigeon shooting or, or something like that. Or he lives on a farm, you know, where he has to, you know, protect livestock or however they use firearms on farms. I'm not sure why a 22-year-old would need a gun licence. I don't know, that just kind of came to mind. But nevertheless, this 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 man's gone about um, shooting multiple people. Um, a 51-year-old mother... Um, Maxine Davison, um, she was shot. Uh, he also shot uh, Sophie Martin, um, a three-year-old child, um, and their father, Lee Martin, 43. Um, also killed uh, Stephen Washington, 59. Um, Kate Shepard, 66. Um, and a man, and a, a man age 33 and a, a woman age 53. They haven't named them them two yet, um, and then he went on to to shoot his mother, um, and then shoot himself um, with the with the pump pump action shotgun. So, yeah, um, absolutely tragic, you know, absolutely tragic mass murder, um, and yeah, I mean, there's 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 no justifying it in in no way, shape or form. Um, it's just sad all the way around. It's just sad all the way around. Um, so my condolences go out to all of those families. Condolences goes out to all those families. My condolences goes out to that town as well because if you're living in that town, you know, you know, people know people, and 
yeah, just um, it's just a lot to take on all at one time in the town of Kiam. So yeah, I, I really feel it for them. But yeah, they're gonna have to look into, um, you know, why he had a gun. Um, and I think also he, his gun was his gun permit was revoked in December after he was accused of assault in 2020, and it was given back to him. So again, there's there's, there's a lot to look at. Um, but yeah, yeah, my thoughts and prayers go out to to the families and victims. So. Uh, rapper, the Northwest London rapper Nines, um, who was arrested in the last couple, couple of months, um, has admitted he's admitted um, a plot to import cannabis. Um, basically, he was part of a plot to import 28 kilograms of, of cannabis um, from Spain and Poland. Um, you know, it's it's just sad because you know this is somebody who was you know topping the charts um you know doing really well musically you know um and garnering some fame via music you know but you know this is this is what was going on in the background and and now he's admitted it um it's it's just really down to sentencing now to see um how that pans out for him but um but it's the the case has been adjourned um and him and the, his co-defendant Jason Thompson um, of Barnet, um, they they remain in custody until until they're sentencing. So yeah, um, really unfortunate though. Like I said, he, he was a really well-known rapper. You know, people liked him, liked his work. He was getting all kinds of awards. His real name's um, Courtney Feckleton, age thirty-one. But yeah, um, yeah, this is gonna well, this has changed the whole trajectory. Because um, so, you know it's a conspiracy charge, and so yeah, it's, it's going to be interesting what sort of sentence they they give him. But um, we'll find it in in the coming weeks. Somebody else who's got some legal woes is um, Prince Andrew with the the sexual abuse allegations connected to Harvey Weinstein. But now the um, the the victim of the sexual abuse, uh, Virginia Guthrie's lawyer. Um, have now they've basically filed a civil case in New York, um, which has kind of heightened things for for Prince Andrew because I, I think this kind of means he he will have to go back or you know I don't it's I think there's there's a hot, there's an opportunity for his legal team to you know stall it, stall up the proceeds by litigation so it could be years before any result comes of it but um, apparently by filing a civil case it makes things um come to the forefront a bit more um so things have to start moving so yeah so yeah and i mean the charges that she alleges that the duke sexually assaulted her when she was 17 um although the duke um denies it you know and obviously he made that tv he done that tv interview in regards to it so people have made their judgments one way or the other but um but yeah it looks like we're gonna he's gonna have his day in court at some stage so yeah i'm sure we will be speaking about that in the coming months weeks but maybe years to be fair um yeah and in regards to the the jamaican flight um for the deportees um the flight was supposed to have i think it was 50 people flying out of stansted the flight took place but due to uh, last-minute legal changes, only seven people um, 
were deported. So the 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 other f- uh, 43 um, have a chance to kind of fight their case and, and maybe end up staying. We'll, we'll have to see how that plays out. It does seem like a bit of a waste of a trip to deport seven people. Um, well, not, not to deport seven people, but, you know, a plane that's going to take seven people. That's, that's a, a lot of fuel and a lot of... Um, just a lot to remove seven people out of the country. They probably could have made a better decision. Maybe know that those seven are going and then wait until there's more people to at least fill up the plane, maybe. I don't know. Climate With climate change and all, all that that entails, I, thought that, I would have thought that would have been a, a wiser idea. But hey, here we go. So over in Haiti, Haiti seems to not be able to get a break this year. You know, after losing their president for assassination, they've now been hit with um, an earthquake, a powerful earthquake, actually. Um, it's, it's at the, to date, it's killed um, 304 people, injuring more than 1,800 people. The prime minister said that there's been extensive damage um, and declared a month-long um, state of emergency. Um, and look, to be fair, Haiti's been dealing with this since 20, 2010, you know, when they had their devastating earthquake there. Uh, you know, Haiti is not a very rich um, country, um, and I'm not sure how, the, how much support they've had since, 2020, since 2010, the earthquake, but they're definitely going to need that support now. So, yeah, I'm sure that we'll start to see the campaigns on social media, etc. So, you know, bear them in mind, give where you can, support where you can, um, because, yeah, the people there will be suffering. And we've got to remember, we are, I'm not even sure how their pandemic situation is over there, how that's affected them over there. But nevertheless, just the fact that they were still reeling from the 2010 earthquake and that having to do with this earthquake and also the assassination of their president, these people need support. So support where you can, support where you can. In um, Algiers, um, not Algiers, Algeria, um, they've been hit by a heat wave. Um, dozens of fires, you know, kind of similar to what's been happening in Turkey and Greece and California. Um, to date, 65 people killed um, in Algeria due to these fires. The temperatures have gone up to like 46 Celsius. So the, the world is just heating up, you know, it is just really heating up. Um, I think we all need to take a bit more notice about what is really going on and what, you know, what little we can do, I suppose, as as individuals. I think the, these are, you know, bigger things need to be done, you know, on, on nationwide. You know, individuals can do their bits and pieces and we should. Um, but, you know, the, the leaders of countries um, that can make massive decisions and influence things definitely need to. Um but I was I was watching something earlier on, uh, speaking about where I think we're at the the planet is at one point one point two um, percent higher, like it's, it's 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 increasing. But basically, when it gets to I have to look into it a bit more. But when it gets to one point five, which is in eleven years' time, they're predicting in eleven years' time that the planet will be one point five higher. By then, we're at the point of no return, i.e. we can't do anything about it. I'm baffled as to how they can make these statements and make them so accurate. Um, I think if there's only 11 years in it, I'm not sure 
how much we can do now to stop things, to be fair. I'm, I'm wondering. I'm wondering. I don't know enough about it, to be fair. But, um, but yeah, it seems quite accurate. It seems quite short. 11 years isn't, isn't a long time. Um, and if the planet's getting hotter, as we're seeing, I'm not sure how much we can do to stop the planet getting hotter. I don't know. I don't know. Um, but yeah, I, I definitely feel it for the next generations because they, they're the ones that are going to have to deal with it. The, you know, the children, our grandchildren, great-grandchildren, they're the ones that are going to have to deal with the, you know, the ex- extreme heat, you know, um, just all of all of that that brings, you know, from extreme heat to cancers from the sun, I suppose, um, floods, you know, all of these, all of these things. So, yeah. Yes, yeah, so um, so yeah, we're going into August, and hopefully by the time we get to the bank holiday Monday, around that time when everyone's off, hopefully the heat comes and stays with us for a bit, and we can all enjoy the sun. But as I said, it's it's not that bad in England. It's, it's just not the kind of summer we're used to. But it's not that bad, not that bad at all. So let's find loads to do, have fun, you know, and just just enjoy, just enjoy, you know enjoy so thank you for choosing pablo's podcast today and hopefully you can join me on the next one until then take care and be nice to each other thank you for listening to pablo's podcast i'm pablo from hackney and you can catch me next week for more healthy discussion